And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Were the words a wise man once said, his words will echo eternally in the annals of history. However, this hometown hero had a not-so-happy, quite honestly, harrowing ending. Join me as we journey into the life of the legendary leader, JFK, on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this, another exciting episode of FYI, where we tackle a different topic every week. Abordamos un tema diferente cada semana. So you guys should be pretty knowledgeable about a lot of different subjects. And I imagine you're improving your English to boot. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my FYIers for listening, for downloading, for spreading the word. And I just wanted to give you guys a quick reminder that you can get bonus audio every week. There's a whole extra episode just waiting to be discovered. And it's available exclusively for my patrons. Now, what are my patrons? My patrons are my students. It's my community of curious students that we have curated online. Yeah, you know me. You know I love my alliteration. So if you want to join the party slash English class, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and you can find out how to get bonus audio. You can get worksheets and vocab sheets to follow along with each episode and weekly and monthly classes with yours truly, Un Servidor. So if you want to find out more, it's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. We'd love for you to join our curious community. And I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Mara, Javier, Roberto, David, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, Loles, and Jose Maria. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isa, Paco, Diego, Carmen and Diana. Keep up the great work. And again, if you guys are interested in finding out more, drop me a line. Dime algo. So let's tackle today's topic. We started out with a quote, una cita, a very famous quote, a soundbite, también se podría decir, ¿no? Un clip de audio. And it's John F. Kennedy saying, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And we're going to take a look at the accent, that Boston accent, a little bit later on in today's show. Then I went on to say, these were the words a wise man, un hombre sabio, a wise man once said. Dijo una vez. 
His words will echo eternally. And to echo, as you probably figured out, es hacer eco. So they will echo in the annals of history. And I'm sure you can figure out that word as well. Then I said, however, esta hay que saberla, eh? However, sin embargo, however, this hometown hero, and hometown is de su pueblo, de, de pueblo, right? Hometown hero had a not so happy. And cuando ponemos not so delante de un adjetivo es no tan. So a not so happy, quite honestly, francamente, honestamente, a harrowing ending. And the word harrowing is a great word to know as well. This adjective means distressing, horroroso, desgarrador in Spanish. A harrowing ending. And we all know the ending. And we're going to talk about Kennedy's assassination. But there's so much to talk about before that, because this guy was a legendary leader. And we're going to take a look into his life. Are you ready? All right, well, let's start at the beginning. Where was he born? Remember, we don't say where he borned. Nunca lleva ed. Es to be born. Y solemos usarlo en pasado, ¿no? So when were you born? And a good way to practice dates is by practicing this question with dates. When was your mother born? When was your father born? Until you get the hang of it. Hasta que le pillas el truquito. So, what's your question for me? When was JFK born? Well, John Fitzgerald Kennedy was born on May 29th, 1917. Remember, when we say the month by itself, we say in May. When we say the year, 1917, we say in 1917. But when we say the whole date, we say on May 29th, 1917. And he wasn't born in a hospital. Fijaos en la pronunciación. Nope. He was born in the master bedroom on the second floor. Otra preposición. We don't say in the second floor. En la segunda planta es on the second floor of 83 Beale Street. Now, esto te lo puse no porque vas a conocer dónde es, sino para ver que el número va adelante en inglés. The number goes first in an address. So, 83 Beale Street, and this is located in Brookline, Massachusetts. And this little guy, this sickly guy, which we're going to find out, era un tío que siempre estaba enfermo. I think the word you say is Enfermizo. Well, he managed to go to the military, to graduate from Harvard University in 1940, and to become the 35th president of the United States. And whether you're a Democrat or, or a Republican or you like Kennedy or not, this guy was revolutionary. He was likable. No, caía bien. Well, not to everybody. He did make quite a few enemies because they said he wasn't a yes man and a yes man is alguien que siempre dice sí sí lo que tú digas lo que tú digas and usually i imagine they want presidents to be yes men right to say yes to the people who really run the show and kennedy wasn't well he wasn't playing ball una expresión que aprendimos en el capítulo de baseball no quería jugar 
ese juego. As I just said, he was a frail boy. He was weak, débil, right? Sickly, the word I used before. And since he was a young boy, he suffered from a wide range of health problems. Some of them were even life-threatening. They say that he received his last rites. Now, your last rites is when the priest comes and says, goodbye, and, you know, I hope you go to heaven. You know, los ritos, I think you say. Well, he was read his last rites a total of four times. Imagine that. Four times he was knocking on death's door. And the first time was in 1947. He became sick when he was traveling around England. And he was diagnosed with a disease called Addison's disease, which he suffered from his whole life. The second time he was read his last rites was in 1951. And this was because he suffered from extremely, an extremely high fever while he was in Japan. The third time was in 1954 when he slipped into a coma following some surgery he had on his back because he had chronic back problems. And the final time, of course, was on the day of his assassination, which is pretty crazy. That was in 1963. So this guy, I mean, the odds were against him. La probabilidad iba en su contra. And against all odds, he did amazing things. But imagine that four times, not that they tell you you're going to die, but four times that they actually call the priest and say, come say goodbye and, you know, make sure we, uh, we tie up loose ends over here. But I think we can learn a great lesson here from Kennedy. Adversity, well, that should be a motivator, not something that is a deterrent, no, que nos frena. And Kennedy was a go-getter as well. A go-getter is alguien que va a por lo que quiere. And, well, he even forged documents to get into the Navy. And I know what you're thinking. Forging documents? Well, that's not very becoming of a president. That's not presidential behavior. Well, remember, he was sick. He was uh, an unhealthy child. So... He wanted to go to the military because he knew he wanted a political career. And back then, if you wanted to be respected as a politician, well, you would get a lot more respect if you had gone to war and defended your country. But of course, the military didn't want him. They said, guy, come on, you're falling apart. And uh, he couldn't pass the, the physical exams to get in. So he used his father's influence. And his father's moolah. Moolah is another way of saying money. His father, Joseph P. Kennedy, who knew a lot of people. He had a lot of contacts, and some of them were dark characters. And we're going to talk a little bit about Joseph P. Kennedy in the bonus part of today's show. Because, well, maybe his dad's cronies, sus coleguillas, were part of the reason he owed so many favors. Que debía tantos favores. But he owed his father for this one. Because thanks to his father's influ influence and money, he was able to get a clean bill of health, como decimos. And uh, it was falsified, it was forged, and uh, off he went. A la mili. He's in the army now. Only he wasn't in the army. He was in the Navy. But 
you know what? Even though he had problems, he turned out to be a hero, a leader, regardless of these problems. And in 1943, he was made the commander of a patrol boat, and it came under attack. I guess it's normal. During a war, there are attacks. And it came under attack. This was near the Solomon Islands. And after the boat sank, to sink as hundirse en pasado, it sank, Kennedy and his crew swam. They swam about seven kilometers or so to a nearby island, una isla cercana. And they were stranded there. And to be stranded is que no vas a ningún sitio porque no puedes. You are stranded there. Well, they were stranded there for, are you ready for this? Seven days until uh, other troops came to their rescue. So he helped his men get to safety. And, well, he not only won awards for that, but he won the most, or I should say the most coveted, the, the most esteemed award you can win. As a serviceman, I, sh I should say, uh, obviously the Academy Award if you're an actor, but as a serviceman, he won the Purple Heart for his service during wartime. And JFK is the only president to have that honor. He received it after he was wounded in action and wounded is lesionado. That was in 1943. So now he had the war hero part. Now he just needed to get into politics, but he was taking the necessary steps. And, and part of that was his father as well. His father was a perfectionist and overachiever, and he wanted his children to do the same. And family was such an important thing for Kennedy. They had their dynasty. Los, los británicos dicen dynasty. Los americanos decimos dynasty. And they called the Kennedys Camelot. Camelot. This referred to the Kennedy administration. This was between 1961 and 1963. And Camelot, they said like he was King Arthur. And his charisma and his family, because if you remember, I don't know if you know this, but some of his cabinet members were family members, his brother being one of them. And we're going to talk about Bobby Kennedy as well. But he had what seemed like the perfect family, the perfect crew. And he was a family man. He had two kids, but really, well, that's kind of a trick question. He had four kids. But there were two miscarriages. So Caroline Kennedy and John Kennedy Jr. were the two kids that survived. If you know that famous video and photo of a little boy saluting his father's coffin, su ataúd, that's John Kennedy Jr. Many of you know he died in a plane accident. And there are some people who say that it wasn't an accident. And we're going to look at all those conspiracy theories and all those juicy details in the bonus part of today's show. But, I mean, think about that. Adversity. He had the health adversity. He lost two of his children. Jackie, his wife, Jackie, gave birth, Daraluth is to give birth, to a stillborn daughter. Uh, her name was going to be Arabella, but... 
she never survived. And then in 1963, she gave birth to Patrick Beauvoir Kennedy uh, more than five weeks before her due date. And her due date is la fecha en que sale de cuentas. Well, that poor baby died two days later. So uh, I think the Kennedys, it seems idyllic, Camelot, but I think they had their fair share of problems. And, well, I think one of the reasons they survived, well, not the two brothers, but the Kennedy name, is because they stick together. Se juntan. Se mantienen juntos. And that was his brother. Nobody like his brother. Uh, RFK. I was going to say BFK, but no. <laughs> it's Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy. But everybody called him Bobby Kennedy. And his brother was his right-hand man. He was not only on his cabinet he was not only by his side and campaigning with him and spreading the word, but he was also there for all those milestones. In fact, uh, they said at his wedding, at John and Jackie's wedding, that uh, he misbehaved. He was running around acting like a teenager. Well, hey, that's what brothers are supposed to do. But he seemed like such a supportive brother. And of course, he was assassinated too. And we're going to talk about all that a little bit later on. And he came from a huge family, humongous. He was the second child of nine. Oh my God, his poor mother and father. Well, I don't know if poor is the right word to describe them because they were filthy rich. As I said earlier, the reason Kennedy was able to get into the armed forces was because of his, do his dad's moolah, his dad's influence. So they had tons of money. He didn't get into politics because of the money. And in fact, he proved that. His salary was a hundred grand. A hundred grand is otra forma de cien mil. And you know what he did with his presidential salary? He donated it to charity. That's right. He donated it to charity. He didn't need money because he came from the prominent Kennedy family. And many of his uncles, aunts, siblings were also famous. Ted Kennedy, his uncle, was a famous senator. As I just said, JFK Jr., he was becoming very, very famous until he had an accident. Uh, also, RFK Jr. So now, as you can see, their sons are taking over. Well, RFK, because he's alive. JFK Jr., uh, as I said, off the coast of Martha's Vineyard, uh, his plane crashed into the ocean. But I, as I said, you can look into that. There's an official story, and then there's the story of we got to get these Kennedys out of the way. Uh, yeah, they have too much influence, too much charisma. And so these are they're still around. The Kennedy name is still around. You hear the word Kennedy and you think of power. You think of politics. And um, now, for example, his sister, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, she founded the Special Olympics. So uh, Kennedy wasn't the only one. Kennedy, meaning Robert or or John F. Kennedy, they weren't the only ones to go on to have successful careers. Oh, and by the way, John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, his nickname was Jack. A lot of people called him Jack 
Kennedy. So how did he rise to power? How did he get into politics? Because he went to the right school, obviously Harvard, a lot of presidents have come from there. He went to the military. He came from the right family that could pull some strings. So it wasn't until April 25th, 1946, and he entered the race for the 11th Congressional District. He held that seat from 1947 to 1953. I think seat, you say Escaño. He was just 29 years old. His first foray, incursión, his first foray into politics. Then from 1953 to 1960, he was in the Senate. And this is something that, well, just moving up the ladder, we say in English. Subiendo esa escalera corporativa, ¿no? De poder. We say climbing the corporate ladder. And his slogan was, Kennedy will do more for Massachusetts. Of course, I'm always going to try and do it in his accent. Then in 1956, Kennedy almost gained the Democratic nomination for vice president. Almost, como decimos en inglés, close, but no cigar. La traducción, uy. Oh, and we're going to talk about Kennedy's love of cigars in the bonus part. So, as we can say, without going over his whole resume, sin pasar todo su currículum, he was working his way up the ranks. And in 1960, when he was running for president, he ran against Richard M. Nixon, who was already a well-known politician. There were a series of TV debates. And it's interesting because Nixon decided not to wear makeup and Kennedy decided to wear makeup. This TV was a new medium at that time. So it's interesting because when you see the images, you see Richard Nixon sweating. He looks nervous. Obviously, the more you sweat, the more nervous you get. Y tenemos una expresión en inglés, never let them see you sweat. Que no te vean sudar, ¿no? El esfuerzo, make it look easy, you know? And, well, Nixon, he was sweating like a pig because he decided, ah, men don't wear makeup, There's, so it's interesting because the people who watched TV that night and saw the debate on TV said that clearly JFK won the debate. But the people who listened to it on the radio said Nixon won. Well, we know who won that one because on January 20th, 1961, JFK was sworn in as the 35th president of the United States and probably one of the most memorable presidents ever. Unfortunately, just over a thousand days in office, un poco más que mil días, he was assassinated. On November 22nd, 1963, Kennedy was killed in front of the world. And that was the day that many people said the United States died a little bit inside. Even the world. I think the whole world mourned his death. And to mourn is estar de luto. Because he was young. He was also the first Catholic president. So after a thousand days in office, his head was blown off. 
And we're going to talk about it in the bonus part, because I think very few people believe that it was a lone gunman and one bullet. Well, that's the official story. But I don't think people are buying the official story anymore. And we're going to look at that in the bonus part. But something that blew my mind was that reportedly there were four other assassination attempts on JFK. That's right, four before they were finally successful. In 1960 in Palm Beach, also another one in Chicago, Tampa, and finally in Dallas, those people got their way. Se salieron con la suya. And we're going to take a look at JFK's famous last words. Just seconds before he was fatally shot, Nellie Connolly, the wife of the then governor, John Connolly said, You certainly can't say that the people of Dallas haven't given you a nice welcome, Mr. President. Una buena bienvenida. And he had just gotten shot. And he says, No, you certainly can't. And, well, the rest is history. What I'm going to do right now as we say goodbye is I'm going to play the newsreel. This is the famous news anchor Walter Cronkite, and he's breaking the news to the nation. And you can hear in his voice how affected he is, because I think this was a shot that rang out all throughout history, all over the world. Everyone heard that shot. So let's go back to that newsreel and hear it as if we were there on that day. And I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus part of today's FYI. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. <laughs> 